0: Welcome in to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we are presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am so hyped right now. A special shout out to Justin Kakamis for the intro music. But we're here. It's me at FF F- F Bourbon Dude. Drink a little bit of old fashioned, and I'm joined by my man Dave at Dynasty Dorks on Twitter. Dave, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. It's uh, we're one day in. We got overreactions. We got injuries. Um. everybody's hitting the panic button right now. If they're 0-1, they're acting like the ship is sinking.
0: <laughs> For sure. How, so just real quick before we get into the news and notes, how how bad has your record been before you turned it around and made the playoffs? So I've been 0-4 is the worst I've been and still made the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I have had some teams that maybe in like eight, like eight teams make the playoffs, maybe like a yep. five oh and five team. But you know, I, I can't remember being, you know, being 0-4 that often. 0-4.
0: <laughs> oh <and four. laughs> I would never be 0-4. That's um, what I'm hearing right now. <laughs>
1: but I, I mean, you got teams that are rebuilding. So like you're looking at your sleeper and you're like, oh, that team's getting crushed. Oh, well, it's a rebuilder.
0: So yeah, so right. I probably
1: yeah. do have some teams that are 0-4, but they don't have a chance. <laughs>
0: Our All best right. players
1: are 23 first.
0: Yeah, right. I hear you. I hear you. All right, let's get right into the news, and injuries are really going to dominate this a little bit. So, Dave, why don't you take us through some of the the key injuries that happened this week?
1: Yeah, breaking news before the show, Elijah Mitchell. uh, He was seen in a a knee brace following the game. There was a lot of uncertainty, and uh, everyone was just feeling pretty bad about it. Um, And I believe they said six to eight weeks with a – Uh, meniscus injury mcl um, sprain yep yeah mcl i'm sorry mcl sprain and uh it's just yeah not good for a guy that had four separate injuries last year and then now now he's going to be out um yeah eight weeks mcl sprain after sunday with chicago just no bueno
0: yep and i'll tell you what right now Jeff Wilson has got to be someone on your radar if he's available on the waiver wire. And the big reason is if you go back and look at Jeff Wilson, anytime this guy got over a 50% snap share, he averaged 20 fantasy points per game over the course of the last two seasons. So it's a guy that we've seen produce when on the field, and you should definitely be evaluating spending some fab budget or that waiver priority you go to go get Jeff Wilson. All right, next one up is going to be Chris Godwin. We got a little bit of a hamstring injury uh, with him. It looks like it's just going to be a couple weeks uh, for him. This is not uncommon, though, right, Dave, when we see guys coming off ACL injuries, having some soft tissue issues when they come back from that. So, do you have any long term concerns around Chris Godwin?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're in redraft, it's definitely a concern. Um, you already have him coming back off of one injury, now he has another. Um, you know, they came back
0: pretty quickly. So uh, it's definitely cause for concern. Yep. A couple other wide receivers to keep in mind, T. Higgins and Keenan Allen. These are more short-term. T. Higgins coming out of that game with a concussion. Still looks like he'll be able to play. But what about Keenan Allen, Dave?
1: Yeah, with Keenan Allen, you saw them spread it out quite a bit. So you got DeAndre Carter. Mike Williams got four. I mean, it was just being spread out all over the place. But with Keenan Allen out, Gerald Everett is someone that you've got to pick up. You got to make a move on DeAndre Carter. That's a little bit more of a riskier play and maybe your deep leagues. He's available and you go after him. But I I think Gerald Everett's the win here in in a, in a league where there's not many tight ends to play. I think Gerald Everett's someone you can start and he gets the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Um, Should be a pretty good
0: matchup. Yeah. Not a single player on that team with more than four targets. Crazy. Crazy, not the L.A. Chargers that we saw last season. So very interesting. All right, let's move on to a couple quarterbacks. We've got Dak Prescott and Mac Jones. Dak Prescott messing up that hand last night on Sunday night football. Looks like he is going to have surgery, and it is about an eight-week lead time with him. So insert Cooper Rush. Dave, I know you're rushing out. How much are you spending on Cooper Rush? Nothing. <laughs> I love it. Good call. Yeah. yeah good call.
1: Yeah. You don't want Cooper Rush in your lineup. It's a super flex league. In your two quarterback leagues where you're forced to start two quarterbacks, if you're starting Cooper Rush, it's not you didn't plan well at all. Everyone should get three quarterbacks, especially in your in your two, you know, super flex leagues, four quarterbacks, you know, two quarterback leagues, if you can. Um yep. but I'd rather put a running back or you know, receiver, tight end, anybody. Cooper Rush is just, he, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there like Jared Goff that maybe they're not going to win you the week, but they're not going to lose it. Cooper Rush could lose you the week.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to a guy that we know would not lose you the week. And that is running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris, seen in a walking boot. Dave, where are we at with Najee in the long term?
1: Yeah. I mean, anytime you see someone get the amount of touches that Najee Harris got last year, there's a very high percentage of injury risk and he was one of the riskier players coming in. Um, you, you saw him, you know, they had, you know, talked about him having a a foot injury coming into the season. And then, you know, what happened? I don't know if it was the same foot. I don't know if it's related at all, but it's, you know, could be, um, but his foot got banged up and got, you know, got caught under there. You could see he was in a lot of pain and they're calling it a minor injury, but, it's a tough dude that was like, he was pretty hurt. And he did not yeah. come back in the game in a very close divisional game. That, that tells me something, but reports say he's uh, supposedly going to get to go against the Patriots this week.
0: Yeah. Mike Tomlin seems to be a grass is gr- always green kind of guy. There's never Browning. There's never dead grass. He never implies that it's going to die. Everything is always rosy with him. So I, I don't buy into that narrative necessarily, but time will tell. It's definitely not something I'm going to panic right now and and try to move him until I get a little bit more information uh, in the long term. But all right, let's get over to another read from our sponsors before we get into the next segment. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is a perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a free $100 bet. Perfect for kicking off your NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open for 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and then start building that monster parlay. There is so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. B-E-T, to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
1: And I want to talk to you guys about the Elias Sports Bureau. You guys have heard of it before. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week two kicks off, you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app. The ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB—that is everything you need to get the competitive edge. Uh, it, it's it's the only app with the most with the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau is the official statisticians of the U.S. sports pro leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and the Elias key insights from their own renowned res- research team. The app really is your one-stop shop for player news and league-validated player stats and records, expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. And the new new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to to betting and fantasy sports. You've all been there. It's a Zoom meeting. It's the water cooler. It's the coffee. and, And people are talking about it. Talking about sports, talking about the game the night before, make sure you guys are using Elias to make sure that you have the best stats and you become the cooler, coolest guy at the water cooler. NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I have a special offer for you. When you subscribe, get a 14-day free trial off the monthly subscription plan, but only if you use the promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo
0: code SGPN. Yeah, and look, everybody that's listening to this was watching football yesterday, and if you were anything like me, you were watching it on Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football along with the beautiful NFL Red Zone, plus all games in 4K, at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices, and you never have to miss a game or an episode of your favorite show with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract. There's no commitment. You can cancel that shit anytime you want, and right now you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P. All right, we're back, and we got a little special something for y'all. We're going to get right into our favorite new game show. Oh, man, I love the funkiness to it. I just love the funkiness to it. All right, we're going to try to bring this to you every Monday night when this pod drops, probably on Tuesday, but we're going to come in with a couple questions, and maybe we'll alternate. Maybe Dave will ask me some questions, or maybe I'll ask Dave some questions, but tonight I got some for Dave, and we're going to get right into it. Okay, Dave, this one should be fairly simple. Can you name the top three running backs in touches after Jonathan Taylor, who had 31? Oof.
1: Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor definitely took the cake. Um, in the comments section, see if you can beat me to it, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley.
0: With 18, he had 18. He wasn't quite top four, but he was up there.
1: Okay, because I know he had 83% target share, uh, snap
0: count, which yep. was one of the highest. Derrick Henry. 21. You're getting closer, but still, believe it or not, not in that top four. Joe Mixon. Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. Perfect. Coming up, number two, Joe Mixon with 27. I'll give you one more shot, and then I'll tell you the rest of them. Um, You can just go. I, I don't have All gonna right. Go. We're going to go with Nick Chubb with 22. And here's the dark horse that really is the reason I wanted to talk through this a little bit. And that is... Cordero Patterson with 22 carries tied for third most of the week in the entire NFL with the exception of the tonight game with Denver and Seattle, which I just don't know you're going to see anybody come up over 22. But isn't that nuts that Cordero Patterson with the exit of Mike Davis, which is really the only loss, can come in and set career highs in carries and yardage so where are we at with Cordero Patterson? Just a little snippet.
1: Well, Cordero Patterson is he's the perfect guy. If you if you lost Elijah Mitchell and you need to go, you know, you have a contender, you need to go make a move. You're not gonna have to pay a whole lot for Cordero Patterson, regardless because of his age. And if you're a contender, regardless, you can't you can't ever have too many running backs. Go get this guy. I mean, Damian Williams got banged up. Tyler Algier didn't even suit up. Cordova Patterson is gonna be—he's you know, gonna be used quite a bit in that offense, and uh, his ability to catch the ball. And now he's the featured running back, and he's a starting running back, whether it's a bad bad team or not, which they are. Um, he's and he's getting a good good touch count. So yeah, I think he's someone you can go after. I'm comfortable doing it. I'm gonna probably do it after the show.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. It blew my mind when I was looking at these snapshare and carry uh carry reports that I'm putting together for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure you check them out to see that he is that high in the ranking. And then the only other one that I wanted to mention and he's not that high up in the list, but Jalen Hurts had 17 rushes, which is top 10. In the league this, this week, it's absolutely insane how much he ran and how much he targeted AJ Brown, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But let's move on to the next question and say, look, there's a whole bunch of players that are getting a whole lot of targets in week one. But I'm curious if you can find anyone that you wouldn't have expected in the top 10 in target air yards this year or this week in week one. So let's go. I'm going to give you a few hints. We're looking at a guy that was being drafted as a wide receiver two that had over 50% of his team's target air yards. And he was the 20th ranked wide receiver this week.
1: Uh, Oh, that's way too specific for me. Uh, (laughs) If it was a top 10 in air yards, uh, only Rashad Bateman
0: Ooh, um, that, was, but... that was very close. Very close. But for the essence of time, we're not going to play this hunt and peck game. It was Brandon Cooks okay. was fourth in target air yardage at 50% and ended up at the 20th ranked wide receiver this week. Absolutely crazy numbers. A guy who we incessantly just continue to undervalue draft after draft after draft. It just doesn't make sense. And he proved it again after week one that you should be drafting me and putting me in your lineup. And it's I benched him like a dumb, dumb. <laughs> Yeah, right? All right. Next up is a, he's probably five, six years in the in the league at this point. He's a guy that nobody wanted. He was in New York for a little while, had to play with Sam Darnold. And then he followed Sam Darnold all the way to Carolina, was real unhappy about it. He ranked seventh in the NFL in target air yards. Who do you think it is, Dave? Does he also look like a Simpsons character? He absolutely does. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson coming in at seventh at 45%. He was the eighth ranked wide receiver this week. Here's my gut reaction with Robbie Anderson. Being a Browns fan, I got to watch that game. It was one play. One play is what gave him all of that, gave him three quarters of his yardage. You can't depend on that every week, I don't believe, with how putrid that offensive line is. It was also a busted coverage. The corner just stayed up and just let him run behind him. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't look at this a whole, a whole lot, but if Robbie Anderson is sitting on the waiver wire, Dave, is that somebody you're interested in spending some fab on or a waiver priority? Um, uh, not really. Um,
1: I would, you know, in your in your super deep leagues, your you know, your dynasty leagues and stuff like that, of course. Um, and he's probably already on, on you know on a roster. Um, but it's gonna have to be a deep, deep roster. That offense looked terrible as a Giants fan. I'm very familiar with Ben McAdoo. Um they you know, they didn't get DJ Moore and CMC involved and and they lost. Um they and they're they're we'll see if they learn from their ways. But uh, the offensive line's bad. The play calling's bad. Um, but Robbie Anderson again. I, I don't like like perfectly like you said. I don't like guys that get all their production on one play.
0: Yep. Yeah. CMC had what thirteen touches in total. Just I, I mean, the first play from scrimmage, they gave him a screen pass. It was a five yard loss, and they just moved away from him. Yeah, for that, A large portion of the game. It was, it, it was bad. Bad game planning for sure.
1: There was one screenplay that he took off, and he did had a nice run, he did. but then he had yep. called back on a hold. um so there was some stuff but it's like every time cmc got the ball something nice happened and they just were like yeah we'll save that for later
0: yeah we're not gonna go to that right now yeah yeah we're gonna
1: fool them we're gonna fool them and throw to
0: tommy (laughs) Trumble. that's right that's right and then the last one this is a guy i'm just gonna give you this guy so we can move on to the last question he ranked fifth in target air yard percentage at 48%. He was the 37th ranked wide receiver this week, and that is Richie James. Dave, Richie James? 48% target share. Is that something we can expect moving forward, you think? Or should we just kind of pass?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would pass. Uh, I mean, I, I do think there is some validity to it uh, Sterling Shepard kind of had the Robbie Anderson deal. Like all of his was one big play. He's coming off an Achilles injury. Darius Slayton was a healthy scratch. Kenny Galladay has, you know, he's got, he's running with the stiffness of a mannequin out there. And, um, Canary's Tony just for whatever reason didn't get, you know, didn't get involved, but Wondell Robinson is the reason. So if Wondell Robinson is healthy, I think Richie James does not do this. So, if you see the news that Wando Robinson's going to miss four to six weeks or six to eight weeks or anything like that, maybe a speculative ad, but he's still like, this is not a good offense. And he's, you know, but uh, you, but yeah, I, won
0: this week, Dave. What are you talking about?
1: Hey, this is, <laughs> I think this is the first time in five years that the Giants are above 500. So I like, you know, it. Like we're it. popping the bubbly around
0: here. That was going to be my question is I, I was looking at it more as a Kadarius Tony miss, right? Kadarius Tony had very low playing time. And if carrot, if they figure out a way why Brian DeBall is not putting him, you know, one of their most explosive players in the lineup, it's very odd to me. Uh, but that's kind of the correlation I made there, but it's one versus the other, right? When one of those guys yeah. is on the field, most likely Richie James is not going to be the one getting the ball.
1: Yeah. And you know, and we don't really know. It was a lot of mystery around the Kadarius Tony injury and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he obviously did not look hurt when he touched the ball because every time he touched the ball it was like a you know it was a highlight play even if it was a 3 yard gain. Yep. But absolutely. I I just yeah he didn't get to targets and Richie James did but uh Daniel Jones really does pepper that middle of the field um you know the Sterling Shepherd Evan Ingram kind of area yep. and Kadarius Tony doesn't really occupy that Richie James did yesterday because he stood in for Wendell Robinson.
0: Yep. So, so far, we're not really buying any of these guys that we've talked about other than Brandon Cooks, right? We're kind of letting these guys fall behind and say, you know what, don't don't overreact to their performance in week one. But I have a feeling we might shift gears a little bit with this last one from the wide receiver position. And we're talking about yards after the catch per reception, so how many yards after the catch, on average, they're getting for a catch? Can you give me the top two guys? I think one you you could get pretty easily in yards after the catch.
1: Yards after the catch
0: would be, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Close, but not quite. Debo Samuel is the one okay. I thought would really be up there, right? So he ranked second, actually, with about nine and a half yards after the catch per reception. Number one was a rookie with 11 yards after the catch per reception. Nah, Traylon Burks. Oh, Burks, Burks Traylon Burks. Burks had the most yards after the catch per reception in the NFL this week, right? That's pretty interesting seeing that he's filling really kind of a role that looked very similar to A.J. Brown roles of yesteryear. So is Traylon Burks somebody that you're coming around on, somebody you would be interested in plugging into your your redraft lineup or even your dynasty lineup, even if you've got maybe some more veteran options, like a Jarvis Landry, for instance?
1: Yeah, I, I you know I was coming back around on, on him at the end of the preseason um, when the price started getting right. Um, so the price was just way too rich for me, and that's why I, I never hate the player. I just hate the price. And it was just way too rich when they were like, "Hey, I'm gonna put him as the third or fourth, fourth overall in your rookie drafts, or seventh, you know, seventh round pick in your redraft." And it's like, "Hold up, I'm not interested in that, Nate dog." But as far as you know, Traylon Burks, he was he led the rookie receivers coming out in yards after the catch. So this is not a huge surprise, and. They're using him in a very similar way as A.J. Brown was used in Philly yesterday. Yep. He's not doing fly routes. He's not. He's doing slants, and he's just bullying the guy across from him. And he's a big dude. And, you know, there's not a lot of corners that are that size.
0: Yep. It's very interesting. I did not expect the performance. And it wasn't a grand performance. He didn't blow the socks off anybody. But it was solid for a first game for an NFL rookie wide receiver, uh, especially to be the alpha in a a run first offense. I I was pretty impressed. And I'm actually shifting around a little bit with Traylon Burks, and I might find a way to get him into my lineup because we've seen how these guys that have that huge yards after the catch ability can just blow any play up, right? We saw it with Debo Samuel all year last year. Uh, and he's already starting to do it again. A.J. Brown's doing it, right? So I, I'm starting to really come around to these guys that are those big-bodied receivers that can really take anything to the house because of their athletic ability, so. All right, well, that's it for our game show this week. This We'll get better, right? We'll get better. I got to figure out a better way to ask these questions instead of just, hey, hey Dave, can you give me this random name in the middle? Hey, <laughs> you know, it I, doesn't really I, work out that way. But
1: I, I, I love being able to go through the stats because at the end of the day, I mean, even like big football, big media is starting to catch up. Like, yep. guys, like there's a lot of like small, like smaller um, websites that are way smarter than ESPN and NFL <laughs> Network about fantasy football. But I heard him yesterday on the fantasy zone and they were like, don't chase the points. You chase the opportunity. And yeah. it, it, you're looking for targets. You're looking for air yards. You're looking for snap counts. You're looking for target share. Those are kind of things you're looking for. So, when you're out there researching, like, what are some sticky stats that I can help, like, figure out how to project these waiver wire pickups? You don't go and get a guy that had one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown. You get the guy that had 10 targets, 12 targets, even if he had 60 yards and no touchdown, because you want it's more repeatable.
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, before we get into our next segment, let's get back to a word from our sponsors. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in their Pick'em contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for all the correct pits, and climb that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your ha- your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five-player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. Sign up now with our promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match of up to $25. Also, make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play, and you don't want to miss out on this.
1: Let's talk about PromoGuy.us. PromoGuy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. Their bet tracker shows on an average ROI of 25%. And they've got a VIP discord group that puts an even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've, we've been looking at the daily promo updates and they are some of the most informative in the game. They, they don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not only if you're not already using mathematical models to help you win with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Once again with promoguy.us You get get
0: consistency, and consistency gives you profit. Now, on to Sleeper. Look, Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You're probably already in it. I know Dave and I use it for hours. SGPN Auction Leagues, we've used it for hours. It's just something that everybody loves. It's so great. It's a game-changing product that's unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. They integrate over-unders into Fantasy, the first sports contest built into the experience. Now, only you can enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do it through your Fantasy League's matchup screen, i.e., let's say Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback. And not only do you think he's going to smash and help you win your fantasy matchup, but you're also confident that he's going to get, say, over 250 passing yards. If you pick that correctly, you can win anywhere from double to 20 times the money you put in. I know I won some matchups tonight, and I'm going to tell you how to get in there and do that. But the main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can just click and join my buddy's contests, and we can play together. It's got a group in built uh, built a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's pics with the tap of a button. And it's insanely fun to write it out together. So, stop what you're doing, download the Sleeper app, and play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money too. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com/sgp and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper's terms of use for details. Woo! Like Rick Flair says. Like Rick yes, Flair sir. says. The Nature Boy. All right. Now we're going to get in, right? We're we're Dynasty Pod, Dave. We're going to get in every Monday we're going to talk about how some specific players have shifted in dynasty value. Are they guys that you're believing the hype and you're going to buy? Are there guys that you're believing the low and you're you're buying low or you're selling and trying to get out from underneath? It's really to help you identify those dynasty players that are going to be changing values, but we want to get ahead of the curve a little bit, right? So Dave, we're going to start off with the quarterback position and I'm going to go with somebody who so close to leading their team to a win. A quarterback in his second year for the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's Trevor Lawrence. He went 24 for 42 with 275 yards, a touchdown, and damn it, he almost made it an entire game without an interception, but he threw one in the fourth quarter trying to make something happen when they were down by six. But he was third in intended air yards in week one. He was airing the ball out. Christian Kirk had a great game. Um, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence is, is his stock starting to get back to where it was at the beginning of last year after draft season, or is he still kind of a hold candidate right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's someone that I'm not, I'm not selling. Um, and the, the only unfortunate part about buying him is we talked about it on the show, you know, previously the cost might, might be a little high and, and, you know, after the performance this week, it could be a little bit higher. Um, especially with some guys faltering that are, you know, listed above him, um, so it all comes down to cost. You know, if somebody is uh, is is definitely wanted to sell high on Trevor Lawrence, and they send me an offer that I don't consider a sell high, I'll I'll go and take it. Um, and if I am looking to buy players, he's definitely someone I'm checking in on if the price is right. I'm all in.
0: Yeah, let's say you're in a rebuild team and for some reason you're still holding on to somebody like a Derek Carr or a Kirk Cousins or something like that. Is that a move you're willing to make in a team where you know you're not winning a championship to move on from a 33-year-old Kirk Cousins to a 22-year-old Trevor Lawrence?
1: Yeah, Derek Carr in a second. Um Kirk Cousins be a little bit harder. I think you know I really liked what I saw out of Kirk Cousins and that but really like attacking style at of offense. Yep. Didn't really un, you know unleash him. I think he's just an underrated quarterback. Um, and so I, I definitely would. I traded, I had I had Mark Andrews and, and it was a super flex league, and I got uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh Trevor Lawrence in a first. This was during the offseason. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I crushed that trade. Absolutely. And, um, you know, he's he's definitely someone that you can still get cheaper. If I can get Justin Fields, if I can trade Justin Fields for Trevor Lawrence, definitely. Like, I, I I think Trevor Lawrence is someone that people, they got, got off of too quick.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. The, the wavering on him was just absolutely insane. Similar to the next quarterback that we're going to talk about, and this is a quarterback that got a win this week in a nasty monsoon, body surfing on the field after the win. He was super excited, and that is quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. Not a great stat line, eight for 17, 121 yards, but he threw two touchdowns, only turned the ball over one time, rushed the ball for 11 times, and another guy who even in that monsoon was fourth in intended air yards. So, again, he was airing that ball out. So, Dave, where are you at with Justin Fields? Is this the guy you're going after, or are you kind of holding on him as well? So, to
1: I will say this. I was out on Justin Fields before the game. So it's, it. you know, I, I'm sticking to my guns with that. I watched the game. He was looking really bad. He threw the ball directly to the defense. <laughs> they dropped it. The next play, he scrambles to the left, broken play, hits Dante Pettis on the right for an 80-yard touchdown and changed the whole complexion of the game. If they would, it's just if people don't watch the game and only see the box score, they're not going to see what I'm talking about. But I just, I really think he was, he still was reckless with the ball. And I get the rain and all that. And you can throw everything out and really we are going to see what he's about next week when he goes against Green Bay and probably better weather.
0: Uh, we assume yeah. be
1: better weather. But um, I just, I think this is maybe an opportunity to sell.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, when you see plays like that, he's outside the left hash mark, throws 60 yards down the field, outside the right hash mark across. I mean, it, it, like you said, it's one of those plays where it's like that, that's a broken play. That's not good. But it has always bothered me over the years that if Patrick Mahomes did that, everybody's like, oh my God, he's the greatest quarterback to ever live because he can do that. And then when Justin Fields does it, it's because he's reckless. Now, just because I say that does not mean that I think he's Patrick Mahomes. I'm just going to throw that out there. But it also doesn't mean that I'm on board with Justin Fields because he really did look bad. That offensive line is still putrid. He's still going to be running for his life. Um, the play calling was what it was, I think, because of the, the weather and whatnot. So I'm very interested to see what happens in week one. I don't know that you're really selling high on Justin Fields right now because I don't think anybody's going to look at that stat line and be like, oh, yeah, that's a guy I want to go get. Uh, but I do see a very rough week, too, for him because Green Bay has got a pretty good defense. They've got some solid corners. They're going to get after him. Uh, so it, it could be a real rough week for Justin Fields with multiple turnovers.
1: That, that's, so. that's my point. Um, it, you might have a selling window, maybe not sell high. And people will look at that and say, wow, Trey Lance didn't do anything. Justin Fields got 18 points. If it was Sunny, and you extrapolate that and multiply it, he would have had 50 points. Um, 11, yeah. 11 rushes will get people excited. And you 28 yards. Hit up the DAC owner and see if he's willing to pay. Um, and then back to the original comment Drew Locke has made plays like that. And I gave him no credit for it. It's all about your resume yep. and what you did beforehand. And so Patrick Mahomes did a lot of crazy stuff, but he backed it up. He started with a 50, a 50 TD uh, a season. That, that builds you some uh, some street credit.
0: It gives you some rapport, right? It gives you a little bit of rapport. All right, let's get one more quarterback in before we move on to our uh, sponsors. And that's going to be somebody that didn't even touch the field, believe it or not. Quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett. And look, here's why I want to bring him up. This is why I think it's a worthwhile topic. The Pittsburgh Steelers had five turnovers. They had a special team blocked extra point. And that game was still tied and going into overtime. Mitch Trubisky did not look good. That offense did not look good. Mitch Trubisky went 21 for 38 for only 194 yards. And... Look, I know they got to W and that's all that NFL teams really care about is did we win or not. But is there a world where Kenny Pickett sees the field a little bit earlier than we expected if these offensive woes kind of continue, Dave?
1: They could. Um this is still the like this is defending AFC champs. So the Steelers did have a, you know, a good matchup. Um I think Kenny Pickett could at the field um, but I do think that the narrative that came out before the game, they plan on sitting him for the entire year might be able to buy you uh, a cheaper, you know, a cheaper cost. Um, and so you go and, and you pay as if you're not going to play until next year. And if he plays sooner, then you get a profit. But if you go and, and trade for him as if he's going to start week six, you're probably paying too much because the Steelers, they could very well, you know, not not put Kenny Pickett in until the near the end of the season, and you just don't want to pay, you know, pay too much. Would
0: you pay a mid to late 2023 first round pick for Kenny Pickett? No. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. That's what everybody's wondering. Okay. Well, you say maybe now is a time to go buy Kenny Pickett. What should I pay for him? Uh, do not pay a top six, 23 first for Kenny Pickett. I personally would probably think about a late first for Kenny Pickett. Um, it's still a starting quarterback uh, in the NFL and I, I just I'm okay with that value um, because there's immediate return to be completely honest with you. He's, he'd be surrounded by a good uh, you know good wide receiver core, good running backs, so on and so forth. So I'd be willing to pay that late first for him, but if it's if it's six seven, I'm starting to starting to cringe a little bit, right? But if I can get him for well, one somebody who I think would be like one ten, I'm I'm going to take that trade for sure.
1: Yeah, and you don't know if you're going to get immediate return because he could sit right. all year. Um, yep. And so for me, uh, I think you know a, a mid second, early second is what I would you know that's what I would do. Um, and if they wanted you know if they wanted more, I'd probably just wait. Uh, it's not like he's going to do anything for my team right now, and I'll just wait and hope that the price goes down.
0: Yeah, and if you're the Kenny Pickett owner, do not sell him for a second round pick. do Do not do it. I, I uh, that's just my opinion, Dave. You kind of cocked your head a little bit. Maybe you would. There's no way. No, you're, you're talking to my guys.
1: You, I'm the one buying. You just yeah. told everyone not <laughs> to take my my, my
0: offer. That's why. <laughs> don't talk- do it, guys. <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, let's get back into a word from our sponsors. Introducing Run Your Pool VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books. Plus, exclusive access to real money pools. Entry to our exclusives week one and two pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season-long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payout. Get access to the exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. Premium content like in-depth guides for how you dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you got to go get Run Your Pool. So use promo code SGPN at RunYourPool.com and get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. Again, that's code SGPN. Let's talk about
1: odds trader do not call out you know, so odds trader what is odds trader it's a place to compare odds from all major sports books you can you can also compare the different sign up codes so you're looking everyone's got a sign up code right you don't know which one's the best use odds trader you get the promotions from sports books you get the best deal the app will also provide player stats key stats injuries injury reports projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible it also has a bet tracker so you can, so you, bettors can keep track and of their records of all your games and betting activity, handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, bet tracking, player stats, key game stats, projected game weather. Bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. It's absolutely the best. Go to oddstrader.com backslash blue wire. OddsTrader, the
0: number one site for all your game day bets. All right, let's move into the running back position and a few, a few names and a few teams that we're going to talk about. So let's get right into it and go to the smash week by none other than Saquon Barkley. You're probably pride and joy, Dave. As a New York Giants fan, look, this dude was the week one rushing leader with 164 yards on only 18 touches, but he also got those beautiful targets, and I think he had seven in total. So here's my question to you, Dave. After the week one performance, and we saw everybody, Where is Saquon? If you were to draft right now, where's Saquon in your running back rankings?
1: His first round pick. Um, You know he's still young. He's 25 years old. Um, He's you know we'll see if the Giants pay up. Um, But Saquon is you know last year he started started to break back out, and then he had that freak injury. You know he had two touchdowns, 180 yards against the Saints. Saquon's back. And then he steps on a dude's foot and his ankle (laughs) blows up like a a freaking balloon. And so like, that wasn't a, he's injury prone. That's just a a freak accident, you know? But when he got out to the outside and then he was just running away from corners, I was like, dude, he's back. And it is (laughs) just, it is so nice to see a play caller. You know, it's, you heard the square peg in the round hole. Like, there's a reason Devontae Booker and Wayne Goldman have looked better than Saquon Barkley because those guys are just, all right, you want three yards. I'm going to get you three yards kind of a guy. So you just say, all right, hit the two gap, hit the three gap, hit the four gap. And they do it. Saquon's not that guy. He needs to be out in space. So what do they do? They got, they call elephants on parade. They got everybody on the left. All the big linemen are going to the left. Saquon stops on a dime. Everybody goes like this, boom, 90 yards. Do do it to the right. Do it to the left. I mean, they got him in space. They got him on the corners. They used Saquon the way he's supposed to be used. Not like a, a battering ram going straight up the line in power eye formation like it's 1980.
0: I've been preaching Brian DeBall and his offense since like February. I said, look, this guy has six out of eight seasons as an offensive coordinator where he had a top 10 rushing offense. And he never had the talent of Saquon Barkley. And people fading Saquon but not fading CMC made zero sense to me. This guy, dare I say it, is a top five running back right now in Dynasty. I think he's top five. He is easily a first-round draft pick. You were seeing him go in the third in some drafts. So you've got to smash this guy it's too late now, because if you're buying him now, you're paying way over market price for him. And if you believe in him, go get him. But I'm telling you right now, this dude is a smash play moving forward. It was everything that we had hoped to see from the New York Giants in that new offense.
1: And, and you might be able to get him for less than you th- less than you think. So I got a question in my DMs today: Should I take this Travis Etienne and Devonta Smith, or Travis Etienne and Cortland Sutton for Saquon Barkley?
0: Oh, my God. i take Saquon for both of those. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, ain't I, close. So yeah. I
1: told him, I said, uh, yeah, let me know when you accept.
0: We can celebrate. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Let's move on to one more player before we get into the backfields in general. And that is A.J. Dillon, a guy that has gotten a lot of hype right in the offseason. Everybody talked about A.J. Dillon and what that offense was going to look like, how they were going to run the rock. But I don't think anybody expected A.J. Dillon to outrush and outcatch Aaron Jones, which he did both. So where are you at with AJ Dillon from a dynasty? Is he the new one a in green Bay?
1: It looks like he is. Um, I know that there was a quote from uh LaFleur saying, you know, uh, they're both one a, um, you know, every one of your children are your favorite, but <laughs> you may have one. Just don't tell anybody else. Um, uh. His favorite child right now is A.J. Dillon. And, um, you know, this is a, a team that looked terrible last year. We talked about the Saints and the Packers looking terrible. You know, Packers got wallop last year, week one. They got wallop this, this you know, yesterday. Um, but I do think the offense will look different when they have their pieces back. And that's Alan Lazard. But most importantly, David Bakhtiari Elton Jenks, Jenkins and Robert, you know, and not uh, Robert Tunyon. That's the, they did get Robert Tunyon back. Yep, he was back. Um, can't think of the the lineman, but there's a lineman, and it's his son that is playing, and he got he went out with a concussion yesterday. So they just they had three linemen out, plus Lazard out. I think they had to just change it, and I think that's why um, they couldn't block anybody. So that's why Dylan was more involved.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, from a game perspective, just to to diverge a little bit if Christian Watson catches that deep ball at the beginning of the game, I think it's a totally different game, totally different game that you could tell Aaron Rodgers was just like, you gotta be shitting me right now. How I literally put that right in your bread basket. You beat the guy. It's an easy touchdown and you just, you just totally fluff it. You like chicken arm it. What are you, what are you doing, dude? So
1: I've, I'm not a, not a big Watson guy. And, um, He had two drops. I just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He could have just like Forrest Gump style, just kept running and left the stadium and just (laughs) got an Uber because Rodgers is not going to give him any more targets the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There are better weeks to come for the green Bay Packers. That's for sure. But I I do agree. AJ Dillon is, it's looking like he's going to be the guy. All right, let's move on to a couple other backfields that might still leave us in a little bit of a question mark, right? Let's, And we're going to group these together so we can move on. We're going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars backfield and the New England backfield, both of which were really roughly about a 50-50 split. Uh, James Robinson ended up with 13 touches. Travis Etienne ended up with eight. Uh, The New England backfield was almost an exact 50-50 split. So where are we out with this backfield? We A lot of hype for Travis Etienne. Not much for for James Robinson. A lot of hype for Ramondre Stevenson. Not much hype for Damon Harris. But the workload's almost the same. So so where are you at from a value perspective here?
1: Yeah, I mean Ramondre Stevenson is someone that I mean you could probably get pretty cheap right now. Um, for he had fourteen touches, and every everyone else had twenty plus. Um. But I'll say this: even if you got Ramondre Stevenson today, you're not putting him in your lineup. That that offense with Matt Patricia calling the plays, it's just it's ugly, and the offensive line's not good. Mac Jones is injured. It's just it's a three headed monster. It's I'm just not interested. Someone asked me today, Ramondre Steven, Stevenson or Khalil Herbert redraft. I said Khalil Herbert. Khalil no, Herbert. No no doubt for me. So. Um, but James Robinson, I, I'm interested, but James Robinson is is he is a volume king. He's not gonna get the volume. It hurts Travis ETN, but you know, good for him. I mean, he looked good, he looks yep. really good, but he was he was getting like when he had his breakout year. He was getting 95% of the running back touches. That's not happening with ETN there. And Snoop Connor even got a I think Snoop Connor might have got a couple. Like they're gonna use a, a two headed monster, and it's gonna make him at best, you know, an RB2. Yep. Unless something happens to ETN, but it definitely hurts ETN. And I think the ETN breakout season is you know, it's a very small window now. With Robinson, and and honestly, it's what I said in the beginning of the season. Doug Peterson's, you know, running back's usage, he's not ever had a 1,000-yard rusher. Nope. And so, this isn't a huge surprise.
0: The best, I, th- if I remember right, don't quote me on this, I did, when I was doing some research on him, the most targets his running back position ever got was 70 and I mean, the way people are talking about ETN, they're thinking he's getting more than that. It's like, he's literally never done that in his, yeah, in his career and, coaching.
1: And most so. people were leaving James Robinson for dead and, and me included. Yep. I, I mean, I just, I see Cam Akers, you know, I struggling out there. I see Marlon Mackett and cut and I'm like yep. moving ETN up and Robinson down, but Robinson was, he's never, he's not like, you know, it's a different kind of runner. He's more of a downfield, kind of a guy and it didn't really rely so much on burst more on vision. And, and, you know,
0: he didn't seem too affected by it. Yep. I love it. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position and then we'll get y'all out of here. So Dave, instead of talking about like some individual players like we did the quarterbacks and the running backs, you've got a little tweet. You've got some, some information we'll say about some air yardage, which is a key stat to identifying breakout players before it happens. So, Dave, help us out with some air yardage statistics here.
1: Yeah, I want to go through the top 10 air yards, and then I want to go through and talk to you guys about running rookies, rookie targets and talk specifically about rookies and how they did yesterday. Number one was air yards was Devonte Adams. So the whole narrative that he, myself included thought he, they're going to spread it out. Devontae Adams is no longer the only show in town. Derek Carr only has eyes for one person, and that is Devontae Adams. 199 yards, uh, air yards, and he had all the targets. Christian Kirk, Kirk, 142 air yards. Jamar Chase, 140. CeeDee Lamb, 11 targets, 129 air yards, but only two catches. Um, Brandon Cooks and Jarvis Landry, 125. DJ Chark, 124. Justin Jefferson, 121. Deontay Johnson, 121. Tyreek Hill, 112. All those guys are people that you need to make sure you're keeping an eye on. DJ Shark is probably the most available or Jarvis Landry. Um, But those air yards, that's huge. And those guys are picking up chunks. They're getting, you know, big chunk plays. I will say this about Jarvis Landry. He had one huge play at the end of the day. It was Robbie Anderson kind of a situation. Yep. So I would say his is a little bit more, skep- you know, I'm more skeptical of that one than the others.
0: Yeah, I love the DJ Shark call. He had a 22% target share. Uh, we talked about this on a previous pod. You know, People who have this perception that Jared Goff won't throw the ball down the field didn't really watch him when he played in LA because he absolutely was willing to throw the ball downfield when he had somebody to do it to. Right now, he's got a guy in DJ Shark that can do that. So that target share, 22% is enough to prove to me that that air yardage wasn't just a fluke, right? He's getting targets. He's on the field constantly. And I, I love the opportunity for DJ Shark. And he's a guy I think you should really be thinking about quite possibly trading for if he didn't get, uh, he should have been drafted unless you're in a pretty shallow league. But he's a guy I would be targeting right now.
1: Yeah. And your redraft league, see if anybody drops Jamison Williams um, or if he's not picked up and slot him in your IR spot because that's going to be his spot. Yeah. Um, and he'll be back before the season's over. Um, and, and with, you know, with Chark, I, I think it's, you know, him and Josh Reynolds both, you know, they're, they're kind of the, the deep threats there. Um, and then to go with rookie targets, Kyle Phillips, not Traylon Burks, was the number one target, you know, number one in targets with nine targets for the rookie receivers. But there was a running back that had more targets than Kyle Phillips. Do you know who that was?
0: Uh, a a running back, you said,
1: and more than nine targets yesterday. More rookie than nine running
0: targets, backs. rookie running back. Ooh, uh, rookie running back. It wasn't what Brees Hall had seven, I think. So they, I don't think ten. He can... Brees
1: Hall had ten. So Did he, he have was ten. Brees Hall, um, Brees Hall had ten targets. Um, I think all the other running backs combined, rookie running backs combined for less than ten. Um, Rashad White had two. Damian Pierce had one. Uh, but. The, the rookie rec- rookie receivers, Garrett Wilson eight, Drake London seven, Traylon Burks five, Romeo Dubs five, Jahan Dotson five, Dennis Houston, who started over Jalen Tolbert five, mm-hmm. Christian Watson four, George Pickens
0: three, and that's all I got. All right. Well, hey, look, we're at 56 and a half minutes. It was a great show. We did a game show. We talked about some stats. We talked about Dynasty stock and some players who performed and underperformed in week one and what you should do with them. And we rounded it out with some just talk around the wide receiver position, air yards, and stuff like that. All these things are what you're going to get on our Monday pods over and over and over again to help you dominate your dynasty league. So, hey, let's get us out of here in time for the Monday night game. Dave, where can I find you at, man? Hey, find me Dynasty Dorks on Twitter, on
1: TikTok, and
0: at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Yep, and I am at FF Bourbon Dude. You can also find me at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, as well as hashtag call the firm. All right, cheers, everybody. Good luck to see you.